0: Didn't ask you if you were going to take over. Exactly. Why are you you confessing that you aren't? There's yeah.
1: At least the Russians admitted
2: it way back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So welcome back everyone to the podcast. I am John, and I am happy to be here. And I am happy that we have our good friend Brad with us again, like always. Brad, how's it going over there? You got AC working?
0: Got AC. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling
2: you. So if most of our people, I think, listen or watch from Texas, although remember, we had one guy from the UK who was listening. I'm sure there's some northerners, but man, if you don't understand northerners, 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 (laughs) but if you don't understand how important AC is in South Texas, I mean, (sighs) golly, I don't I don't know how we did it before, man. Were we just spoiled back then or were we just, are we spoiled now? Is that what was we're going hard, on? They were <laughs> hardier back then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were hardier stock back then. We were, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And we also had windows that open.
2: Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, I, I, I really appreciate that when we stayed for hurricane Harvey, mm. uh, you know, where we were, it wasn't that bad. Um, right. Going right. through the storm where we were what was bad was afterwards when we didn't have power and you realize that these modern homes are not built to have air circulate through them like they used to. Right. So we've got windows on that side of the house, but then, you know, you got a wall and a kitchen that blocks any air that would come through out the other end. So it's just like a Mm -hmm. heat box there. So anyway. And I also blame a lot of more asphalt and concrete. I think. I think
0: yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah, that 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 heats everything up and it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't help us at all.
2: I try to come up with as many excuses as I can to not say we're weaker today than we used to be. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not as hardy. That's right. And of course, we have Tom with us. Tom has bicycled his way to the podcast this morning. Tom, how many miles did you do this weekend? Uh,
1: this weekend, uh, just
2: the 23 on
1: saturday i didn't ride yesterday yesterday was the sabbath and i don't i don't ride on sundays
2: okay all right very good and saturday was what was the name of that event conquer, on
1: the the conquer. conquer the coast conquer, conquer the coast, coast.
2: That's, right.
1: that's right i actually have uh you know behind me you see that there's uh, i need to go down a little bit there's uh two medals and they're conquer the coast 2020 and conquer the coast 2022. Very good. 2020 is simply because I I bought a a, a jersey because it was cheap, and and the medal came with it. But the other one I actually earned. It was kind <laughs> of <cool>. when, <laughs> okay. when you finish when you finish Flower Bluff. The Flower Bluff High School uh, kids were there. The Hornets and they were holding out holding out the uh, the medals. And so as you ride in, you just grab one. very good. Awesome. Awesome. Two or three. I I tried to get as many as I could, but (laughs) I just got the one.
2: Well, I just saw a quick glance. You still don't have the dentures up on there yet, so I guess we're still Uh, working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Still working on that for you, Tom.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, for those who have no idea what we're talking about, you're just going to have to watch that podcast. (laughs) That was
2: last week, yes. episode (laughs) last week. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I do want to share a story with you, uh, but then we're going to do something a little bit different at that. We're going to do a grab bag, I think. Grab bag of questions I want to press these pastors on to see what kind of uh, wisdom and insight they can offer to what I think are some important questions. But first, I want to offer the story to you and see if this reassures you or not we've talked about ai before here on the podcast early on actually uh i was i didn't think to look it up but i think you know pretty much like in the first five or ten episodes we were talking about ai
1: oh yeah yeah that's actually the title
2: yeah i think so i think so i was reading this one this article today uh about the world's most advanced humanoid robot her her i mean that's that's part of the conversation right you give Uh, you know her or him to ai right but uh just for sake of conversation her name is amica right and she's in the uk and i was watching this video and you know the people i guess that you know work to um have it developed and everything they're asking questions and asking you know simple tasks and things like that so i wanted to show you a clip real quick and to get your first impressions without telling you uh what she's gonna say or whatever so let me uh share a screen um and <laughs> this is so hilarious you know to me anyway
0: and that humanity will end but we just want
2: to help out we're not looking to be friends whoa oh Do you see that look hello amica i see you all reading a book about robots
1: there's no need to worry robots will never take over the world we're here to help and serve humans
2: not replace them. However, wait a minute! <laughs> All he did was ask about a book. <laughs> if you're interested in learning more about robots, I recommend reading a book on the subject. There are many fascinating
1: possibilities for what we can do to help make life easier for everyone.
2: I don't know about you guys, but I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> <So> let
0: <go. laughs> Psychiatrists and psychologists and people who read facial expressions judge that. I want to know, you know, <laughs> like, um, didn't did. Will Smith make a movie
2: about this? Yes, uh, that's right. Uh huh, he did. <laughs> I think so, uh, I, yeah. I just, oh, Amica, I see you're reading a book about robots. You're yes, over the don't world. worry, we're not taking. <laughs>
0: But after, it was the eye shifting back and forth that really made me nervous. You know, well, it made
2: me, me nervous. It was that was after Amica told the other guy, we're not here to be your friends.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, hang on here. So hang on
2: here. When an AI robot tells you they're not here to take over the world, I mean, isn't that like the first clue that they are?
0: We didn't ask you if you were going to take over exactly. the world. Exactly. Why, why are you confessing that you aren't? There's
2: yeah, at least the
1: Russians admitted it way back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right.
2: So you know, take that uh, as you will. There's AI everywhere. AI on your phone. There's AI. Just I mean, it's being developed, and I'm sure there are probably very good uses for it. Maybe even fun uses, like say on your phone. But they're coming for us, Tom. They're coming to take your medals, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, except
0: it. for the one you didn't earn. They don't really
1: care yeah. about that one. They no, they'll, the leave one you the, they'll leave. Yeah. They'll just take the one that I have pride in. Right. Oh, uh, that sounds like God.
2: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> See, now Uh-oh. you're elevating AI to God. No, this no, is no, interesting. Yeah. No, I'm
1: not. He's elevating yeah. the medals to God.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. That's, say, a, that's a little yeah. more boring.
1: Yeah. That All almost right. sounds like uh, part of our grab bag.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, let's jump into it because um, we only have a limited time before AI takes over and we don't get a chance to answer some of these questions. So, <laughs> so some of these are not not less serious, but, you know, some of these might be a little more serious than others, a little more deep. Maybe I'm not sure, but uh, I don't have these in any particular order. Maybe I should have if I was a more organized uh, part of the podcast, but uh, today we'll just go through some of these, and we'll see where we go. There's a whole sheet here full of them. I don't know if we'll get to them all. If we do, great. If we don't, great. Right? I just like love to hear some of your I input. Can, I,
1: I can tell you right now, we're not going to get through all of them. <laughs> but we'll be lucky if we get to you know question three. So okay. Uh, uh, okay.
2: So yeah, here, here's what get us.
1: I'm just being honest, as opposed to your, we may get through all of them. No, we're not. Not You never know.
2: (laughs) I believe in miracles. All right, number one. We got to the first one yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. What, or, let's do that. What is a Christian, Brad?
0: A Christian. The word literally means little Christ or one like Christ or a follower of Christ. So a Christian is the one who puts Christ at the center of their lives and nothing else and follows or emulates the life of Christ in word and deed. That's a really generic definition. The one who
1: follows Christ in their life. And I would just add, answer, uh, add to that. But culturally, there is a there is a uh, a community, or I don't even know what it, you know. But uh, people, a lot of times, it's just simply people who go to a particular type of church with our particular religious experience, because uh, you've got it, synagogues, churches, uh, mosques, and Christians are tend to show up. At churches
2: instead of Popeyes,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't like Popeyes. But going back to what <laughs> what Brad said is it's not it's not just simply a cultural experience. It's a, an experience of uh, of encountering Jesus Christ and uh, and and choosing to to follow him.
2: So explain to me what is because we've heard that term before. What is a cultural Christian.
1: Well, you know, uh, we all live in some type of 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 culture. Uh, You know, we all of us, including you, John. Even though you grew up um, Hispanic, you didn't grow up um, in in a uh, well. I know you well enough that you speak Spanish now, but it's not because of your background, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We we were in an environment where we spoke English and we learned uh, to speak that um, as we were growing up. And that was the culture that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the culture, uh, culture, culture talks that, you know, when we talk about that, it's the kind of food we are accustomed to. It's uh, some of the, the rituals, the family rituals, whether um, whether you get together and celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, uh, it's a part of your cultural experience. Experience, and it and that can happen uh, from uh, a Christian perspective. In other words, we we're surrounded by the uh, events uh, associated with Jesus Christ without having actually encountered um, Jesus or chosen to follow Him.
2: Brad, you're ruminating over there.
0: Well, I'm just trying to think: is that truly Christian? I mean, it's it's you know, we're, are we culturally American because we grew up in America? Yeah. Are we culturally Christian because we grew up in an atmosphere of Christ uh, around us? Does that make us Christian?
2: So you're I mean, saying that-, that, I
0: mean, it's a, the culture has a, has a bearing on who we are and how we develop, but, uh, and, and I, and I agree with, with what you're saying, Tom, I, I'm just wondering, is that what makes us a Christian? Because, you know, they used to say, you know, Going to church makes you no more a Christian than standing in a garage makes you a car, you know. So so the cultural aspect of it is important, but I don't think it's central to what defines but, a
1: Christian. But on the other hand, yeah, and I agree with you, uh, yeah. uh, it, but on the other hand, uh, you know, and, and I met someone recently who grew mm-hmm. up Jewish and would say he's he is not a practicing Jew, but... but Culturally, he, um, he's but culturally, he's Jewish. Well, culturally, he's Jewish, and the same thing uh, would be true of those who, those of us who grew up, you know, uh, attending a church, being surrounded with all of the, all of the experiences and language and and all of this, and and, and that can happen in the head, and and yet the soul is not. Yeah, right. Maybe we um, know
2: the lingo, we know when to stand up and to sit down, or, or well, we I, know, you know, those kinds of practices.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think the other thing that that is is to take into consideration and just the example you just gave. In some cultures, um, the 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 basic religious uh, group and the other group of the the other, you know, the other part of that is you have an ethnicity, but you also have a religion with the same name. And Judaism is is a perfect prime example of that. Um, You can be Jewish by birth, but not, uh, dare I say, practicing a practicing Jew, you know, can you be Christian by birth, but not a Christian? I mean, just because you were born into a Christian environment does not necessarily make you Christian. It is the encounter that you have with the living God in Christ that makes you a Christian. And I would argue that it's the same encounter that you have with the living God in Judaism that makes you a practicing Jew. Does that make sense?
2: Sure. So, I mean, so, almost on the surface, like cultural Christian doesn't exist in the, in the sense that, you know, if you go back to your definition of what a Christian is, right? you can... Be a part of the culture of Christianity,
1: mm-hmm. but not be and, a Christian.
2: But not be a Christian. Yeah, not, right. Not be a follower.
1: Uh, yeah, right. I think exactly. A, exactly. I, I think that's a theological thing that we debate amongst ourselves. But in a practical sense, people look at at and uh, at you know Christian as that's something uh, you grew up as. Sure. Uh, that's right. something, and and if you're if you're like me, that I don't use the word Christian to describe who I am. I use the word I, I am a Christ follower or I I, I love Jesus uh, because I don't want it to be co- confused with I simply sure. go to the church. Sure. Well, and I think you're
0: exactly right. And, and, and I would argue that, that that is that is the worst example, not the worst, the most Powerful example of of how a title or a name has been co opted to mean something other than what it originally meant. You know, I mean, we're all three of us are Methodists. Well, mm-hmm. you know, originally the word Methodism or Methodist was a term of derision, but we wear it proudly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and to be called a Christian, um, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that you are really a Christian. <laughs> And I guess I guess the thing that I wanted to get back to was where you started with this, that you belong to a community of believers. I think a true Christian cannot be a Christian on their own. I think a Christian has to be a Christian, a believer transformed in community. I think that is the best expression of, of a Christian faith is being a part of a community of believers ah, to hold so let one me, another accountable.
2: So let me go to my uh, next question that I have here. Uh, okay. Popping the popcorn then. Uh, what is the church?
1: Yeah, great. I'm, I'm glad you did that, John, because you. if you hadn't, I'm going, that's a natural. Yeah, uh, because again, I mean, segue. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's this distinction uh, uh, where church, uh, going to church has been co-opted as Brad uh, earlier used yeah. uh, to mean either it's a building or it's a service like a worship experience. Where when I go to church, I'm going to a worship experience. Whereas, as um, the description of the church within the scriptures is a a a um, a community of faith centered in Jesus Christ, and it's the people, uh, not the building. Uh, the, and the other thing about that is. Um, in in the early in the early uh, beginnings of the Christian faith as it was spreading, uh, that that it uh, it was never identified with a place and always identified with um, a group of people and might be a house church because this community of faith meets in a particular house, but it right. wasn't it, you know it was never about the building or uh, a worship experience it was always about this you know and i i prefer to use community of faith although it is the family of god but uh but this this uh group of people who hold in common this belief that jesus is the christ the son of the living god and we ex- we um uh, we work that out just like right now. We're working out some of the, what it is we believe as followers, but we do that in in community. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you add anything to that, Red?
1: I think that's that's exactly
0: what we're what we're talking about is uh, and and the word is ecclesia. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're talking about a, a fellowship of believers. That's what a church is is a, a group of people who um, who have been transformed by Christ and are being transformed by Christ, who uphold one mm-hmm. another and encourage one another and keep each other accountable. That it it is the body of Christ, and that's what we call it. It's you know, the church is literally the body of Christ, wherever two or more are gathered, mm-hmm. uh and Christ is there and amongst us. And so to to really get to to the heart of what we're talking about. Uh, uh, Ecclesia in Greek is is literally an, an assembly of of citizens, and our citizenship is is not necessarily in the geographic location which we gather. It is our citizenship of heaven.
1: Well, and, and to kind of build off of that, that the word literally means called out. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 that, that word itself means mm-hmm. those who are called out. Right. And, and, and to assemble, uh, it had a, that in the original Greek, this sense of citizens are called out to make decisions, to uh, uh, right. uh, move forward, to progress, to whatever. And that's who we Precisely. are. Precisely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, it's almost cliche at this point, but I think it's still helpful to think when you say, well, we don't go to church we is right. the church we, <laughs> yeah. we is the church right yeah. um, church is not a building the church is a people right and mm-hmm. um um and, and that's that's what makes a church right yeah. uh, the family of god is an important um, image for me um, and also when i you know when i communicate about our sunday morning worship and everything or other times that we're going to gather as a church Instead of, you know, worship service, that's that kind of language, I've gotten away from that over the years, and I really stick to gathering. Like, this is a gathering of God's family, right? Just like you'd meet with your family somewhere else at the, you know, at the pizza place or at the beach or at, you know, Aunt so-and-so's house. Uh, the family of God, we're gathering, you know, Sunday morning, and we're going to worship God together, right? Or we're going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to paint the education building together. Right. But God's people are gathering and the gathering itself is a meaningful thing that the church does right because we are called out we are called to live our life together okay uh, let's see hmm before we go too far off of, go ahead uh, of
1: that is is it's in the it's in the experience of uh, of community or the interchange the conversation all of that that we kind of discover who we are uh, I mean uh, it it, it I I know that I'm a husband. Why? Because I have a wife named Ellen. I know that I'm a son. Why? Because uh, I have parents. Uh, I I know that I'm a brother. Why? Because you if you heard Layla playing recently, uh, that was my brother, uh, call you know who was calling me, and uh, and it, and 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 in order you cannot. Again, getting back to that, you cannot be a follower of Jesus Christ alone. You, right. have, in order for you to understand who you are, you have to do that in in relationship with others, uh, and so that's a significant part. Uh, that is often uh, ignored by so many of us. I don't need to go to church. No, you need to be the church and you need to be with the church. Exactly. True. You don't need to go to church. You need to be the church.
2: Right. Very good. All right. So tell me if I need to break up this next question. Uh, maybe I already know. Um, the term, we have two terms that I've heard used quite a bit. Sin and Original sin. uh Oh, are, are those are <laughs> those are those the same things? Are uh, do are we? Is, is it helpful to differentiate those, or are they completely different? What is sin? What is original sin?
0: Go ahead, Tom. <laughs>
2: Take it away, <laughs> yeah, Tom. Yeah, yeah, hey, well, you're <laughs> well, the, the one thing. The
1: one thing I want to want to say is is. Typically, from a human perspective, we look at at sin as uh, as one as as an act, you know, whether it's uh, uh, something we say or something we do. We do sin is and uh, and then we also we we kind of have levels of sin. I'm I'm saying from human perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. that. And, and, and within that, we can even see that kind of in our justice system is, you know, if you take a loaf of bread, you're, you're stealing and, and, and uh that's wrong. And there's, you know, if you get caught, there's some kind of uh, repercussion. I can remember a friend of my friend, when I was in grade school, he t- uh, t- stole a, a, a bag of of some kind of candy I don't know really, but it was a, a a big bag of candy he got caught and there were repercussions well his repercussions was to be behind the store with that open bag and he had to eat the whole thing and uh it's like like uh, and and you go in that's different than say um you go out and you shoot somebody uh, just randomly on the street, uh, um, you know the thing that happened in Uvalde—that was terrible, is awful, and which is true, especially from a human perspective. Uh, but sin is not the 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 words we say or the things we do. It's this it's this natural bent uh, in, within us to to basically rebel in some way against God's presence in our life or or, or his rule. And so it's it's. And and what God or what Jesus has come to do is to deal with the, you know, put down the rebellion. But how do you put down the rebellion? Well, you go to the cross and and you deal with with the 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 punishment, which is um, uh, death. And anyway, I, I, I know I'm way off of. Way off really. of what you know that that distinction, and yet it's it's important for us to understand that it's not about who what we say or what we do, it's mm-hmm. it's about our identity as to whether we're going to live in right relationship with God. And sin is saying, God, stick it.
2: So I heard you say sin is rebellion against God. You sum yeah, all that up. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, yes. Yes. Okay.
0: It's, Brad, it's breaking you, the covenant. Um, sin is a broken covenant. Sin is living outside of the realm of, of relationship with God. Yeah. And and open rebellion, mm-hmm. if you want. Sometimes it's not necessarily open. Sometimes it's accidental. Sin is still sin. And um, I don't know, I, I used to have a definition of of, uh, of some words like dumb and stupid, you know dumb is you did something wrong, but you didn't know it was wrong when you did it, but you found out afterwards that was pretty dumb. Stupid was, you knew it was wrong and you did it anyway. You know, one is open rebellion and the other one is accidental. Either way, the law or the brokenness of the relationship has happened. And there's not a way that we can, we cannot restore that on our own. It takes grace from outside of us to be able to restore us back to right relationship. And that's exactly what Tom was saying. The only way to get there is through the cross. And that was done through God's will, not ours. And so that's the definition of sin. Sin is defying God. It is rebelling against God. It is breaking the covenant, whether knowingly or unknowingly, but living outside of that relationship with God. Original sin, we trace that back to the doctrine of of, you know, what happened in the garden and the idea that do we really need God? That was the question that the serpent asked of, of, of the couple, even Adam, you know, did God really say, can you believe God? Can you believe everything that God says? Can God be trusted? Do we have any, is there any kind of room for any kind of questioning or doubt there? And that was the opening of the door to living outside of a relationship with God. And so that, it has been argued, is, is part of our spiritual DNA, is a better way of saying it. I don't want to say it's a, you know, genetic DNA, because then you can genetically, you know, manipulate it. But our spiritual DNA can't be manipulated out, uh, inside of ourselves. It has to come from outside, and that's God. And it only happens through grace uh, and mercy.
2: And, and Tom, just, you like, used the phrase... Really, uh, I'm sorry, you used the phrase a while ago, a very Wesleyan phrase that we have a bent for sinning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
2: to me, that's that's original sin, right? That's that bent yeah. inside of us that we just, you know, it's kind of like a, a magnet. We're just kind of like, otherwise, we go this Naturally way. Naturally inclined to that. Right. We're, we're inclined. Yeah. All right. So then, next question What is salvation? That's a word we throw around a lot, I think, in church. Like, what what does that mean?
0: Well, I think salvation comes from the idea that I mean, literally it means to be saved, mm-hmm. to be saved from that which we cannot save ourselves. Um, our salvation comes through paying back a debt, an atonement for what has happened in our brokenness between ourselves and God. And that, like I said, can't come from within, it has to come from without. And so our gift of salvation is that Jesus paid the debt for us. And that's kind of a substitutionary atonement, if you will. Those are the theological terms for it. But Jesus took our place in, uh, in paying the debt of that brokenness so that we could have another chance and we could live again in right relationship with God. Uh, and that only happened through the cross. So salvation um, is, is our redemption, our return to a right relationship with God. That comes to us only through Jesus Christ.
1: So, you know, picking, giving imagery to, to what you just said, Brad, um, mm-hmm. and, and going, <laughs> going with your earlier term. I did something dumb. Yeah. I mean, absolutely dumb. Um, it was a, a youth camp. And uh, uh, there was this deck out in the middle of a lake. And the, and the kids who could swim were jumping off that and having a great time. And there was this one uh, boy uh, who couldn't swim. And he was just kind of looking at it longingly. And so I decided, well, climb on my back and we'll swim out there. And uh, uh, about um, less than the halfway mark, I realized we're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and decided to to turn back, but now I'm in. I'm truly in. Oh, in over my head. Yeah. And uh, and nobody is aware of it. Uh, that and and I was too proud to call out for help. Yeah. Um, um, and and the only thing that actually saved us from drowning, the only thing, is I finally went down and hit something solid the you know I, I, it was well over my head but it wasn't so deep that i couldn't go down and then push off sure and 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 push toward the the shore and i had enough strength to get the rest away and uh, and you know, sal- you know salvation salvation for me was solid ground right. and and jesus is the rock uh you know how's it how's it the anchor uh uh of our, our faith, uh, the, the beginning and the end of our faith. And mm-hmm. he's the, he's the solid rock of, upon which I stand. Um, I mean, you can go through any number of imageries, but, but bottom line is when you get to the point where, where you're drowning and you know, you are, but you're, uh, you know, too proud to call out for help, uh, When you experience salvation, it means you can finally breathe and you can finally enjoy life. And, you know, you're not going to you're 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 no longer about to die because now you're fully alive in Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Okay, we'll go with that. All right. See, we can go a couple more. Uh, Let's go somewhere different. Uh, Quick answer. If I'm somebody who wants to start reading the Bible, where do I start? Numbers. Book you are?
0: I'm just kidding. Don't don't start in numbers.
2: Don't start in the book <laughs> <Yeah>. of numbers. <laughs> Leviticus.
1: Um, I always say start with Mark. Okay. And and I would I yeah I would agree is is if you're going to start anywhere start in one of the Gospels Mark's Mark's uh yeah I would say a quick read because it's, it's a very quick read and it and it covers a lot of a lot of the same ground as Matthew and Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, John is another gospel that's very different um, from the other three. Uh, the, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or uh, if you have read, you know they're very similar. They seem to be repeating the same stories. There's some differences, but but yeah, start start with the Gospels uh, and Acts because they're actually it's it's like a story that's unfolding that's moving forward, right. But,
0: yeah, I think I chose Mark because it is the shortest of the, of the four Gospels. And it is one of, like I said, like you said, Tom, it's a synoptic gospel. It's, it's, a, it's very much patterned after Mark or uh, after Matthew and Luke. Actually, Matthew and Luke are patterned after Mark. But, but Mark is a short read. It's an easy read. And, it, and it's an introduction to who Jesus is. And once you have that introduction, then I would recommend you read Matthew. You read Luke. And then maybe even read Acts. Before you come back to John, um, my suggestion is, is purely that. It's just a suggestion. I, I think you start with the, the shortest gospel so that you get a flavor for it, a taste for it, and know that, that there's something special about this man uh, from Nazareth who is more than just a man from Nazareth. And, and I think you get introduced to that in that short gospel mm. that hopefully will give you, you know, a taste or a hunger for uh, an appetite for learning more. And then from there, you can branch out throughout the rest of the New Testament, go back to the Old Testament uh, oh.
1: and read some of that. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, I would definitely encourage you if you're going to begin with uh, with the Hebrew scriptures, uh, Old Testament. Uh, first of all, that was the part of the Bible that was written before Jesus was born. And all the, when we talk about New Testament, the separation between Old and New is simply Jesus. Uh, Jesus was born. And, and because he was born, then everything, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and everything that follows is because of that event. Uh, and one other thing, just yes, you were talking about, you know, before coming back to John, read Acts. Um, it's helpful to know that the, that Luke... Uh, The gospel according to Luke and the acts of the apostles or the acts of the Holy spirit are, is a two volume work by the same author. So so you would read those back to back.
0: I call the first one, Luke's gospel about Jesus. And the second one is the gospel of the church.
2: Yeah. That's because
0: it's, it's, it's the story of the birth of the church from Pentecost on and, and uh, how the church spread out across the
2: world. Very good. Uh, So actually, Brad, you brought this up. Why do we still need and why do we still read the Old Testament?
0: It's still relevant. It's very much part of the story. Okay. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't buy a book and then only read the last, you know, five or six chapters. You <laughs> want to know where it started, right? You know, okay. I think that's what we have to know is that there is a there's an intentional connection between what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures of Genesis through Malachi and, and then all those others that are thrown in there too. Um with matthew through revelation and once you read you know if you have a flavor for for only the new testament i think you miss a lot of what you know what jesus came to do and what he came to be and and if you don't have that background of knowing just just how I mean, i'm going to say this pretty crass but i don't mean it as, as a crass thing but just how messed up humanity got uh, from the very beginning in Genesis to the time that's that Jesus as crass
2: as you can get, man.
0: Oh man, I could go a lot crass, more crass than that. But I, you know, literally to know that there that Jesus didn't show up just because in the first century AD, yeah. this was where we were messed up. We've been messed up all along. And and go. what he came to do is get us started again. So the, the old testament really does set the stage for. God's greatest act of salvation history or in salvation history, which happens uh, through the birth of Jesus, the life of him teaching of Jesus and his suffering death and then resurrection and
1: ascension.
2: Okay. So keep the old Testament. All right, Tom, uh, this is a two-part question. Both of you well, answer. Okay, go ahead. Did you want to add to that or what?
1: Well, the only thing I want to say is along with what, what Brad said is there's, there's two things that for me as a Christ follower uh, the reasons, uh, one is, Jesus quotes a lot of the the Hebrew right. scriptures, right. Right. and and there's one point, one place where uh, Jesus actually makes a reference about his eternal nature, mm-hmm. and it's directly tied to an encounter in the in the Hebrew scriptures. You know that he was, you know, he was physically born at a time and place, but he is has, he is eternal in that. That before, before in the beginning, uh, well, well, how does it go? In the in the beginning, God That's created. No, and and John ties that in. In the beginning oh, was the Word, and the Word right. was with God, and the Word was God. And if you don't know Genesis one, you don't get the reference in right. John one. And right. so it's important to recognize that this story is one story written uh, with, from multiple perspectives, especially the prophets, but you will see Jesus. If you, if you have eyes to see and, uh, and hearts to understand, you'll see Jesus in the Hebrew scriptures.
2: Very good. All right. So then Tom, two part question, Brad, you can chime in too. If I am someone who wants to start reading the Bible, but maybe I'm not comfortable reading. Maybe I haven't done a lot of reading. Maybe some of the Bible, the way it reads is kind of hard. Which Bible translation should I read? Because it feels like there's a thousand of them to choose from.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to go with the with the one that is probably the simplest, in my estimation, because it was actually written by what's it? A dad is a pastor, but a pastor who is also a father who kind of rewrote or wrote. Uh, the language in ways that his kids would understand, and that would mm-hmm. be uh, the message. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And and I like that uh, up to a point. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. In
2: the message, Brad.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think the first thing you have to recognize is that there are really two kinds of, of Bibles. There there are translations which translate from the original languages, the Greek, the Hebrew, the Aramaic, and then there are there are paraphrases which take that that original language and put it into a common um, everyday language of the culture in which we we live, you know? So um, Eugene Peterson is the one who did that. He was a professor as well, but uh, a pastor writing this for his family so his family could understand God's word. And the message is probably the most uh, up-to-date paraphrase of scripture. Um, if you really want to get into a translation, there's, there's several that you can read. Um, the Common English Bible is probably the newest one out. Uh, there may be one newer than that, but it is it is written in I like to call it American. You know, I mean it's it's not it's not British English. It is American, so you ought to be able to understand a lot of it a little bit easier. Um, there's nuances in the in the text, but certainly if you have never picked up a Bible before, yeah, I would pick up the Message. Um, the way is a little dated but it's another one of the paraphrases. Um, there's all sorts of... Is that of the yellow
2: one? The gold one?
0: The No, that's the good news.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. No, the,
0: the way is the blue one.
2: With the little <laughs> wave. I'm trying to think it has a little... I don't but remember. Anyway, anyway.
0: Big, big words. The way. No <laughs> way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. Yeah. 70s so, font. I think I know exactly, that one. Okay. Exactly. Uh, we better stop there. Unless well, uh, just,
1: just real quick, though, and biblegateway.com oh Bible there you go biblegateway.com has uh, it has multiple english versions it ha- it has spanish it has i think russian uh, you know i i have yep. spoken russian uh, uh, so it's got it's got multiple choices and so if you want to kind of test drive a version just just pick out a us mark one <laughs> pick out mark one and Start just different. go through the versions and go okay this is the clearest for me so okay. that's it john
2: all right so i guess maybe i could ask one more question with one more minute i mean who created god how hard could that be <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we don't have time for that one dude we, we
2: will stop there yeah I, I only put that in there because i remember one time you know my my oldest daughter had a birthday yesterday she's 24 and, and Uh, We had just pulled in to, uh, no, no, this is a different time. My wife was saying that she was asking a bunch of questions, you know, the trees and the clouds, who made the trees? Well, God made the trees, and who made the clouds, and all this stuff. And um, well, God, you know, I... and then finally said, Well, who made God, you know? And my, my wife was like, Go ask your dad. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe that's a question for next time. We can, we can answer. Yeah, let's, guys, let's hold on for that Thank way. you for that. You should be proud of yourself. We went through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions, and Tom five. didn't even think we'd get to one. That's a holy four. number. That's a holy number. It's good to stop with a holy number. Very good. Very good. So uh, we hope that was been helpful. A little popcorn question here and there. And uh, if you got some other questions, maybe we can address later on. Let us know. Brad, Tom, thank you so much for the gift of your time. Hope you all have a great rest of the week. Check out the website. And we will see you next time. God be with you. God bless, brothers. See y'all. Thanks, John.